Welcome to the Flash Flashcast season finale of season two. I'm Lisa Schmeiser, and with me as always are Phil Moselak and Tony Singler. Yo! Hello, hello nerds. Um, sorry, I'm a little late. Uh, I was locked in a jail by my friends who had an idea about how to do a podcast, and that idea was <laughs> dumb, and I'm out of jail now. So I'm ready. It. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did a friend come and let you out of the jail? Is that how that works? A better friend, yeah. A better friend, <laughs> You're now ranking your friends by who's letting you in. Oh, yeah, that's totally something I just started doing today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because this is the very last episode for the um, official formal structured season two of The Flash, uh, I wanted to give you guys a brief rundown of how this episode of The Flash Flashcast is going to go. We have two exciting announcements at the top of this. Then we'll move into our recap. We are announcing the triumphant um, one-time return of Dr. Wells' wellness check. We will explain to you what's happening with the thread count. We'll move on to I'm No Scientician. We'll take a look at the series season two as a whole, what we thought of it, um, you know, how we're feeling. We'll move into our hopes and dreams for season three, and then we'll let you know what our summer programming is going to be. All right. Got a busy hour. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, Phil, would you do the honors with the first announcement? Oh, this is a big one. This is huge. Yeah. A lot of people have said, how could I support the incomparable? There's an easy way. You go to theincomparable.com slash members. So if you you can support the shows that you like or support the whole network if you wanted to. It's it, and you get bootleg feeds, special bonus stuff that no one else gets privy to and even like live stuff so you like you're getting it like ahead of the curve. Stuff that takes like, you know, a week or two, maybe 3 weeks to edit, you're going to get it like ASAP. How how much is that worth? You can de- you can decide your level of involvement, like Fight Club. So just go to theincomparable.com slash members and read on from there. You'll love it. The only uh, difference I would run between us and, say, Fight Club is we encourage you to talk about membership in The Incomparable. The first world membership in The Incomparable is... Yeah, yeah, the first world membership in The Incomparable is to talk about membership in The Incomparable. We have a bunch of great listeners and... We're really excited about the opportunity to keep growing with you guys. So, second announcement, I wanted to let you guys know we are doing four summer editions of the Flash Flashcast. Our goal is to do one per month towards the end of the month in June, July, August, and September. We will be sharing with you ahead of time what we're going to be watching and discussing so that you can watch along with us and um, join in the conversation. That way, send us questions, things like that. How, you ask, are you going to find out things? Well, stay tuned for the announcement at the very end of this podcast where I tell you what we're watching, but I'm also going to encourage you to check the Incomparable Facebook page where we'll be posting. Um, check the Incomparable site where we'll also be posting, or you can check our Twitter um, handles, which I believe are available through the Incomparable website, because I promise you we'll be posting what we're watching about two weeks before the podcast airs. That'll give you plenty of time to watch it, come up with questions, ping us, and look forward to us listening. Yeah. So both announcements out of the way. Let's move on to the season finale episode recap brought to you today by Tony Sindler. That's me. (laughs) Tony T. Let me let me know when you want to let me let me know when you want me to count you down. I am totally, totally ready. All right. Three, two, one. So Zoom kills Henry Allen, uh, and then he a bunch of stuff happens. Uh, Barry is angry. Uh, there is a funeral. Uh, Zoom zips around, shows up, and challenges Barry to a race uh, because he has a secret plan that they figure out pretty quickly, which is that he has a, a gizmo that's going to destroy all the Earths. Not just our Earth, not just Earth 2, all Earth everywhere. Uh, Barry insists that he's going to do the race. That seems like a horrible idea. Uh, and I was like, why, Barry? Why would you do that? So the team turns on Barry and locks him up. I thought that was an even worse idea. Uh, they then have a lame plan to stop Zoom on their own. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, Joe joins the Kidnap Club. Uh, the race happens, and Barry does his own time remnant thing, uh, beats on Zoom, and then the time wraiths show up and carry Zoom off. We'll talk about why that may or may not make any sense. Uh, the man in the Iron Mask is revealed to be Earth-3, Jay Garrick. And in the last scene, uh, Barry, unable to deal with his grief, time travels back to the night his mother was murdered 
and puts a hurt on Reverse Flash, stopping his mother from ever getting killed, which will probably have some implications down the line. The 66 end. seconds. Well done for an action-packed episode. Yeah. There well was, done. There was a lot in here. There was a lot in there, and that's something I think we'll talk about after we get through the rest of our little segments. Um, the f- first of which, of course, is the triumphant return of the Dr. Wells wellness check. Um, as you know, we did this through most of season one when we were trying to figure out Dr. Harrison Wells. Is he evil? Is he not evil? And then later, Harrison Wells. Is he even Harrison Wells? Spoiler alert, no. Um, and this season, we felt it best to retire it since, um, eh, you know, he was who he was. We had him pegged pretty early on that he was basically like chaotic neutral, um, possibly lawful neutral. But over the course of the epi- over the course of the season, it seems like we've seen some real evolution in this character, and it's a fine time to revisit that in the finale. So thoughts? Mm. I kind of I kind of like the uh, the the we get some moments of like feeling from him before he disappears, and like there's that kind of touching goodbye uh, talk, and that the, there was that little talk earlier where you know. Jesse basically says, like, hey, you actually seem kind of happy. But at the same time, it's clear, like, she doesn't have a life here in Earth One and wants to go back to her home. And this was one of those, I feel like there were many things in this episode that could have been, like, their own B-plot or maybe even A-plot for an episode all by themselves, um, but got really kind of squished in there. So I thought that was kind of, like, a nice end, a nice wrap-up for that character. Uh, I wish there had been more time for it. Like in other episodes, uh-huh. yeah, I, I thought this was a really great send off for the character. Uh, so if Tom Cavanaugh decides not to come back, they've given him a lovely, graceful exit. I especially liked, uh, I really loved his goodbye with Caitlin, yeah. where not only does he give her professional accolades, he's like, not only you're a good scientist, you're an even better person. And given that her big arc this year, and I use the term arc very, very, very loosely, um, given that Caitlin's big plot development this year was, my doppelganger is an evil, freezy person, um, for Caitlin to have the confirmation that deep down inside she's not this this awful sociopath who will freeze things, but is in fact a good person, I thought it was extraordinary for Wells to be the one to observe that she needed that validation and to give it to her. Um I also like the beat earlier in the episode when he was really paternal with her. And he's like, you don't have to do this. I just want you to know no one would think the worst of you. Because um, it was more than a collegial interest. It was almost paternal there, too. And so I really liked those beats. I liked the relationship he developed. Um, and I laughed out loud during the scene when they're trying to get the mask off of uh, Jay Garrick's head. And uh, and Wells says, have you ever worked with a tool before? And Cisco Mars, I'm working with one now. <laughs> That's the part and, that I'm going to miss is that dynamic. Yeah, for sure. yeah exactly. You know, they, he, they had a really nice dynamic. It's nice that Cisco has found somebody who's a more genuine um, big brother replacement for the big brother he has, who was kind of awful in his own regard. Um, and the moment where he, the moment where Wells is like, Barry, I'm leaving this place a better man. And, you know, he's trying to tell Barry and he can't bring himself. He's not going to ever tell Barry this, but Barry inspired him to do that. Like, that's a really great moment. And then Barry says, ominous, like, yes, I'm changed too. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. (laughs) Which kind of explains why Barry goes off the rails at the end. But it was a really nice goodbye. I liked it a lot. I liked Wells through this whole episode. And I really like what they've done with the character this season, where he starts off as this, you know, this guy where you're like, is he naturally a jerk store? Or is this because his, his daughter is kidnapped? And then you're not sure where the swerves are and things like that. But by like the back quarter of the series, it's just... He's a dude who loves his daughter, has literally no idea how to be a good human, but he's trying because he knows it's the one way he can be the father that his daughter wants him to be, and he becomes a member of Team Flash and he's a real boy. So, you know, I declare Dr. Wells well. He's awesome. (laughs) Anyone else? I think that's, yeah, I think it's good. I I suspect... um that we will see more of Tom Cavanaugh because of how the season, the episode ends and what the setup is for next season. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like it'd be a waste not to like keep going back to that, to that actor. Uh, but I, yeah. but I kind of feel like maybe that character, this version mm-hmm. of, of Harry Wells, like we've given him a nice goodbye. Um, and, yeah. And like that, that, that felt good. Like there was a lot of like closure to that. Um, yeah. Well, it now, was weird way- how that, Oh, you go for it. Go for okay. it. Well, I was just wondering, like, you know, the way they left it at the end, that's not Harrison Wells. That's Eobard, like the real Eobard. And when Barry was just like really kicking his ass. I yep. mean, it was 
pretty insane how much more powerful than he, than than Reverse Flash was. Um, so do you think we're just going to end up seeing, you know, that? I, I don't remember what the actor's name is. I don't remember either. Um, but I but, either, I, but I suspect. I mean, and we're kind of jumping topics here, which is my fault. Um, I suspect next season um, that basically uh, Barry Allen's going to wake up, and because he saved his mom, he's like going to come down, and his mom's going to be there, and she's going to give him breakfast or something, and then he's going to realize he's late, and he's going to like take off to use his you know speedy powers to get to work on time or something, and they're not going to be there. And, like, that's going to be the whole... I, I don't know if that'll be, like, just the first yeah. episode or, like, the first half of the season or maybe the whole season will hi- be him dealing with the fact that, like, he saved his mom and therefore he's not the Flash. And what I think would be really interesting is what are... Show us what the lives are like of all yeah. the, the characters on Team Flash without the Flash, right? Dude, so, it's a wonderful life treatment. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, we would have the Earth-1... Harrison Wells, who never gets killed by Reverse Flash, we may, who knows where like Cisco and Caitlin are working and what their lives are like. What the heck is Joe's life like if he didn't have to raise Barry, right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you, yeah. The, the It's a Wonderful Life is a great way of thinking about it. And like, yeah, that, where's Wally? Yeah, in all this. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, is there a Jesse Quick on this world because mm-hmm. uh, Harrison Wells was able to stay alive with Ooh, his wife and have a good child? Good call. Good call. Um, so there's all that. I would also like it if the Speed Force popped up and was like, look, this this is not cool. You have seen what happens to people who mess with it. First with Yobard Thon, and then with Zolomon. Why did you do this, Barry? Because um, so, I feel like we were introduced to the Speed Force this season precisely so that we know that there's a governor on Barry, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, something that, can, something that gives power and takes it away. And the Speed Force as an entity that has very strong opinions on how it's used was referenced by Zalem in this episode where he's like, well, the Speed Force is, is not happy with me and they keep sending time rates after me and things like mm-hmm. that. We were like yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense, you know? <laughs> so let's talk about time rates. Um, yeah! I mean, I think they're right, visually... Uh, before we do, before we do... Yeah. I promised that we would um, explain what happened to thread count. And oh, okay. Time rates are perfect for that because the time rates are taking away thread count. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're whisking it away. Perhaps we'll see it again. Perhaps we won't. I think we can retire the thread count uh, segment. Uh, most of my open threads at this point, actually, a lot of them were dealt dealt with this episode. Uh, some mm-hmm. of them were dealt with better than others. There was kind of a lot of like checking of boxes in this episode, as yeah. we find it finally find out a little bit more about Zoom. We find out who the the person in the man in the iron mask, which was kind of who we kind of thought it was going to be at this point. Mm-hmm. But that was yeah. that was great. Uh, yeah, we got a, we got kind of a big info dump from from uh, Hunter Zolomon slash Zoom, which let us check a couple boxes. And really, the mm-hmm. only open threads I've got left are my wackier threads, like when are we going to see more Hartley Rathaway and what what's the mm-hmm. deal with Eddie getting sucked into a wormhole? So I yeah. think we can retire uh, thread count open threads uh, until uh, you know a couple episodes into the next season. Dragged away by the time rates until it's needed again in a future episode. That's that's the way to do it. <laughs> so let's get back to those time rates um, and talk about those a little bit. Since Tony, you had some thoughts on those. Uh, I, I don't know. If We've now thoughts. moved into I'm no scientist. Yeah, I'm no scientist, <laughs> but I don't understand how time rates work. I kind of maybe think I understand how remnants work, but that's still confusing. Mm-hmm. Also, all right, um, start there then, because we know when you do a remnant, that's when you get the wraith. Well, so actually, that was my question because why haven't we seen rates all season then? Yeah, because and actually, the only it place, was pretty evident that Zoom had ra- remnants all over the place. And the mm-hmm. only main place we saw a wraith was uh, when Barry did his travel back to that season one episode. Right, that was what really mm-hmm. caused a wraith to be yeah. all over. So it's kind of confusing. It's like, do wraiths care about time travel, or do they care? I guess making a remnant is a form of time travel. Um, mm-hmm. It was also, I mean, I think. There's the cool visual where Barry gets to wail on Zoom and his mask is all ripped up and then the race mm-hmm. show up and carry him off. And like that was kind of yeah. a cool comic book ending. But like it doesn't super make any sense because it's like, is there or at least they never give us an explanation of like, is there how something... do they coordinate? Yeah. Yeah. How do I mean, mm-hmm. presumably, I mean, I think Barry has a line about it where it's like, well, I did the remnant thing, which the race don't like. And the race showed up. And they took Zoom but they away didn't go after the guy jerk. doing the yeah yeah they didn't go after the guy who did the remnant instead they went after Zoom and I don't know if they were like well Zoom is a three strikes and you're out type of thing or well he was doing um, it all the time and and that's mm-hmm. no yeah. good so they're like bloodhounds <laughs> they kind of come out yeah. and they're like hey look we got to get you now there is one other thing and I 
put this up on our Slack, and then I posted on Twitter because I thought mm-hmm. I saw this, and then I went to the comic book genius Tony and said, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute, this half mask off uh, Zoom mm-hmm. looks awfully close to something that I've seen before." And so Tony says, "Black Flash." Yeah. Yep. Yep. That is that is somebody who shows up in the comics. So there's there's that imagery right there. Um, what I, the time rates kind of reminded I thought that was one of the intentional parallels. Like this episode has a lot of failings as a season finale. I feel like, but um, one of the things that it seems pretty evident the team tried to do here and where they largely succeeded is it calls back to the season one finale in a lot of ways and there are a lot of intentional parallels i feel um and they're twisted around just slightly like there was the big yobarthon says goodbye with the wells with the wells face and body thing in in season one and here you've got wells actually saying goodbye and in season one um Yobard Thon is um, ultimately obliterated when Eddie's like, "I'm going to create, I'm going to create a time traveling paradox that we're going to need to solve," and, and shoots himself, and then Yobard Thon disappears. So Barry never has to do the do the the the, the hands getting dirty work of, of killing a villain. And in this episode, the tyrants do his dirty work for him. So Barry's managed to you know kill two nemeses without actually laying a hand on them yet. So technically speaking, he hasn't killed them; they've just been killed by circumstances that he's brought them into. So I thought that was kind of interesting that Barry um, created a situation where the time rates came in. But like you point out, that was a heck of a gamble because they could have just as easily gone after him with, oh, you've created a time fragment of yourself. We're here for your offense as opposed to, you know, the dude that you're racing against who has yeah. many, many more offenses. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I, I, I did, there was a lot of stuff that didn't hang together. Um, for me and you know it's it's the flash it's comic booky um yeah it's hard because it's got all these elements where it's like it feels science fictiony and i want it to be like science fiction that has like these hard rules that it adheres to and it doesn't do that and i need to like put that out of my head sometimes but it was it was just a little unsatisfying uh like when i had heard like there was going to be a race between zoom and flash i'm like oh, okay that's going to be like like in my head i'm like oh well i can write the story for this it's going to be like Barry tricks Zoom into there being a race because he knows Zoom can't turn that down. And while Barry is racing him, the rest of the team does something to save the day. And like, nope. Yeah, that would have made sense. It's just Zoom stupidly wants to have a race. And Barry's going to do this thing in exchange for for Joe that might destroy the world, which... Pro tip, you can't save your dad if you do it while destroying the world. That doesn't work. Um, you know. <laughs> well, I'm still not quite sure how you spin off the time fragments of yourself. Is it that you just run really fast and cross your fingers? You, or There seems to be a lot of nuances to running really fast, because sometimes yeah. you can run through dimensions, and sometimes you run back through in time walls. or forward yeah. in time. That seems trickier. Uh, and yeah. sometimes you do time, time remnants, which I guess is a form yeah. of time travel. Um, yeah, it just, it's just, I, I don't understand how the time, and the other thing I don't understand is if, if you can make time remnants when you feel like it, like, why is Barry not making them more often to deal with, um, you know, multiple crises in Central City? And then the time remnants thing, it's also like, wow, you're kind of like Maddox, from Ma- Ma- uh-huh. Jamie Maddox from the, from, from the X-Men. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where he just is like, okay, I have a thing I have to do. He whaps himself and makes another, and then he just reabsorbs the dupe. And so... You know, when you start cranking out copies of yourself, that's, I I feel like you really need to think that through before you do it. (laughs) See, and I think maybe it's not, we're stuck in the linear time, which is Mm -hmm. A to B. And I think we're seeing parallel time in a sense. And that's what the remnant is. It's not so much like if this guy dies, that means eventually Barry has to die in the exact same way, a la, Mm. you know, any other time travel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't understand. I also don't understand the point to the time remnants because they seem like fully fledged autonomous people, and so the the moral implications of killing off your fragment um, are horrifying. You know, which of course Zolomon. So I, I was affected. You know, when Barry was like, he knew what he was doing. He sacrificed himself for the greater win. And so you get Barry at his best being all heroic. <laughs> and then after that, it's like a long slide into Barry being in a bad place. Um. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, I think the bigger issue is this was Zoom's plan all along. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of listeners that had contacted us said, 
you know, they just jammed a bunch of stuff and it's like, this was the payoff. This was, this was yeah. the grand, you know. This is, this is where you go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a little disappointed. I mean, I feel like I, I zoom's motivation was really unclear and they yeah, seem to have yeah. a lot of different things going on. And I mean, I just, I went back and kind of like looked at what different things we've seen Zoom do this season, right? And like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't really hang together, right? I mean, I think you think back early on with kind of his first major appearances where his motivation seems to be to like terrorize Central City, right? And he breaks Barry's yeah. back and he does the thing mm-hmm. where he goes to the police station and catches all the bullets. And like, he just, he seems to want everyone to be afraid. Then later, like, it seems like his motivation is this, like, eating Speed Force stuff, right? And he's got mm-hmm. he's got Harry Wells draining Barry's Speed Force, and then he eventually makes a deal with Barry to get his Speed Force. And it's like, okay, that seems confusing, because if you wanted his speed, why did you break his back? Like, that didn't necessarily make any sense. Uh, and then later, your actual plan, and maybe your plan has evolved, maybe that's okay, I just think it's it wasn't communicated well to the to the viewer, is to destroy all Earths, and in order for you to do that, you need Barry to be as fast as possible, which seems totally at odds with your plan like a couple episodes ago, where you literally stole his speed force. Um, the, yeah, it, it it's just confusing. Yeah, it's... No, that was the problem with Zoom, is he started off so strong because he's terrifying, he can beat Barry at his own game, he seems to have a huge hate on for everything Barry stands for. And it was just so weird the way they it was almost you know like a like a telenovela with the whiplashing back and forth of you know oh it's jay garrick oh he might be multiple personality no he's not really he's his own doppelganger he's you know keeping people in a cage but he's falling in love with caitlin and now he wants to blow up multiple worlds and and like that came out of nowhere and i thought you know if you're the kind of guy who wants to blow up multiple worlds you're already you know speed force roiding to make yourself fast why aren't you making another time fragment of yourself and having two of you run around instead of getting Barry into a race? Yeah, because you know, why, like don't, why, don't why don't you just run twice as long as you would have run with Barry, right? Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really hold up. I, and I, I don't know, I was a little put off when he kidnaps Joe and he's got Joe tied up in the jail where he's had like four characters tied up. Now, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like that place has like Yelp reviews at this point. See, um, I, I didn't think that he got kidnapped. I thought it, it looked well, he more like he fell in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So he was, he then, was, uh, it was a, an opportunity, but then he yeah. has that info dump with Joe. And I was like, why are we getting this in the last? Yes. Episode, right. Yeah. Yes. Like there was too much that you didn't tell us in little bits a long way a long way back like that was i i was just like uh um especially because like i guess and it's hard because there's other stuff they told us that was i guess was lies right um from from jay garrick um and it's it's yeah, yeah it's just it just it did not feel nearly as well put together as as season one uh which is se- funny because it was set up so well especially with the the season one finale where they have Jay Garrick's hat clatter by and they played the audience brilliantly at first because everyone at the end of the season one finale is like, Oh, Jay Garrick's in the house. And we're all flipping out over that. And then you meet Teddy Sears. He's like, I'm Jay Garrick. We're like, ah, and so they did a great job setting us up and manipulating us. And the payoff was just kind of like, huh? Really? It leads me to believe and, and maybe, or maybe not. Do you think that at the beginning of the season, they actually had in mind that Zoom was going to be Hunter Zolomon slash Jay Garrick? I mean, or did this get like they didn't know how they were going to end up revealing who Zoom is and it kind of kind of limped along and finally they figured it out a little bit. And then they were like, oh, wow, now we got to come up with a dastardly plan. I don't know. Are are we allowed to like, do we blame Legends of Tomorrow homework that they had to do Do in the first half of this is it, this is like when there was the writer's strike and you could blame all TV that was bad for like three years because there was a writer's strike. Now strike. I'll, I'll yeah, blame like Legends of Tomorrow all day long. That show sucks. Well, I mean, yeah. they may have also just not had enough people and not paying. And I mean, maybe they had a really great uh, plan for the season and then they had to, to fill in all this Legends of Tomorrow stuff. And it's like and they didn't go back and, and make it fit correctly. Um, I mean, there were stuff I, I there was stuff I really liked. I mean, I think there were a lot of individual episodes that were great. I thought the visual design for Zoom was really great, mm-hmm. and, the, and the voice acting 
uh, Tony, Tony Todd. Todd was fantastic. Yeah, like that stuff was really great. It was just like yeah. the story for what is he. And I even thought, I, I don't know his name, but the, the actor who played Jay Garrick, I thought actually did um, pretty, he got better at it. Like you could see. The Zolomon actor? Yeah, um, over the last couple. Teddy of, Sears, at, yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, I'm not buying it. And then it's like, in the last couple, it's like, no, you actually seem pretty menacing and evil. Um, and then they flipped it, which was cool. Know. Yeah. I would love to know if they told him, like, begin in, you know, here are the beats. Number one, you have to gain the team's trust. Number two, it turns out that you're dodgy, but you still have a lot of goodwill. And then number th- and and because and, I don't feel like his performance laid down a lot of clues. Whereas in season one, like you get it in the first episode when you see Dr. Wells walk into the Gideon room, and you're like, oh, he's lying about the wheelchair. Why? Um so with this, um, they did a great job of manipulating us into assuming it's Jay Garrick and Jay Garrick is good. So of course he's here to, you know, help out Barry. And there might be a little bit of clashing because they're both flashes, but it will all work out. But they didn't do the the whole um, introduction of suspicion thing early enough, I don't think. And that along with um, not not coming with anything plausible for for Zolomon other than he witnessed a terrible domestic, like, other than saying, oh, he witnessed his father murdering his mother. He's jealous of Barry for that. He's jealous of Barry because Barry has the speed force. And somehow being super duper jealous, he wants to destroy everything. Like, there's just no way to connect all those dots, I don't think. You know, it's it's a massive overreaction to what is basically a personal grudge. Yeah. At best. <laughs> so, which is a pity, because Zoom could have been, like, a really great villain um you know and uh granted i think he was coming at a disadvantage because wells was such a great plot line last year but this season it just felt like it felt like there's a lot of wild improvisation so well you know if they if they've set up zoom to now become dark or is it dark flash or black flash black black flash okay Mm -hmm. if they set that up for next season that would be interesting i mean just visually it's disturbing i think I think that was more like a like a little visual nod to the comics. I, uh, I don't think that was I don't think that was a setup for an, a, a f- any more than showing like Gorilla Grodd hanging out outside Gorilla City. Like maybe we'll get a thing for that, but like I don't think that's going to be like your your big uh, yeah. big thing that we're going to see uh, immediately. Is is my guess? Total guess. Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah. I, uh, so, so right. like I said, there are parts of the se- there are parts of this episode I liked a lot. Like I really thought that they did great, strong character work with Wells. Um, I thought Wally really rose to the occasion on this episode, and um, his interactions with Barry, especially when Barry's when he, Barry's like, "Yeah, I'll go get your dad and rescue him," and Wally's like, "No, it's our dad," and um, that was a really nice character beat, especially since like one of the things that they had touched on in previous episodes was how hard it was for Wally and Barry to connect. And, and the fact that Wally is like, no, you're my people, you're my family. Like, that's a big deal. And um, what I also liked was the fact that Barry spends a lot of the episode just stumbling around in grief and in rage and um, in denial over how much grief and rage he's in. Like, I, I feel like Grant Gustin did a very good job portraying somebody who's literally out of his mind with, with pain. Um, and the last 30 seconds of the episode are great. Like when you see when you see him make that choice and it's kind of a mirror of season one when he goes and like remember in season one finale, Barry walks out of his childhood bedroom and he sees the older Flash and the Flash shakes his head and Barry makes the decision that the universe has to stay the way it is. And this time when it, we get the flipped perspective where it's the older Barry and he sees his younger self um walk out and then he makes the decision to save his mom and his younger self fades away yeah like that timelines and i thought that was phenomenal okay and now like, you say now that. i'm like oh god what's gonna happen mm-hmm. right but you say that now and i'm i go back to everything i know about time travel which is so that berry just disappeared does that yeah. mean we now have a full-blown ripple effect and season <laughs> one and season two have just been zeroed you have a in it, but you and you have a paradox because you know Barry has c- caused himself to not exist, 
uh, which means there's now a paradox because he had to do that in order to cause himself not to exist. But yeah, you have a full-blown ripple, which, I mean, I'm curious about, I, I won't spoil the end of Arrow for anyone who hasn't watched it, but like, there were mm-hmm. some pretty big things that happened in the world in the last episode, uh, last two episodes of Arrow this season, and it's like, are those undone? Um, right, I mean, right. What what does that look like next season for that? Or yeah. And again, it's like, you know... it. Flash is so weird. I feel like there's stuff where it's like, oh, this is going to be a thing for a while. And it's like, no, it's going to be a thing for 15 minutes into the next episode. We're going to take care of it. Like when Barry broke his back, I was like, this is going to be like a problem for like two or three episodes. And Team Flash is going to have to do all these like funky creative things in order to like, you know, be taking care of the metahuman problem while while Barry is recuperating. And it's like, no, like he'll he'll be fine in like 25 (laughs) minutes. So, you know. He's, he's really it's true. Like go, him doing that and going to that extent, like I almost want to say, like, well, why not go ahead and jump the shark with Iris? Which I'll be honest with you, I'm super happy that they didn't do the kiss because mm-hmm. once they go down that path, it's it could you know it could really throw the whole show for a loop because now mm-hmm. it's they're connected. It's it's yeah, it's King Shark well, time. That- and like that could be a really interesting thing is like what does what does the world where Barry is not the Flash uh, look like? Are he and Iris together? Does she have no idea who he is? Like, um, you know, because I feel like that could be a major thing in the next season. Is like, well, maybe they're together because they're fated to be together. And it's like, nope, with he's not the Flash. And if you know, if if he wasn't raised by Joe, she has no idea who he is. Um, yeah, exactly. So. She's with somebody else. Like Eddie's alive because there's no need for him to be there you know yeah um no it's i'm looking like let's before we get into what could happen as a result of the last 30 seconds of this last episode which i will hold up were like the 30 seconds where i watched it and literally went oh barry no (laughs) right so that was when i was that was the one i was actually the most engaged was i was like they're going oh my gosh they're you know they're going there they're going there um because i feel like it's it's pretty well established that poor Nora Allen has to die for for the universe to keep ticking on. Like there wouldn't be such a big deal about her death and the way it's it's shaped Barry and the fact that older flashes keep popping up at the house. It's getting if, crowded, if, getting if crowded it, there in those side rooms. So yeah, yeah, like how many of them are there going to be? <laughs> but, Time travelers um, conventions are really. It's hard to find a chair, you know. Oh. So. <laughs> but um, I wanted to, to let's let's move to the part where we touch on. Um, season two as a whole uh and um what went right and what we were frustrated by um you know what we're what 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 we connected with and uh what we hope doesn't linger to season three because uh i think we all have some pretty strong opinions on that i want to hear them i i like the fact that we had the, the speed force was a legitimate thing now and that's been kind of expressed so it's not really accidental. It's kind of a consciousness, if you will. Um, on a whole, you know, it, I hate to do this, you know, because I have this battle with the Arrow guys so much, and we were so blessed last season mm-hmm. that, you know, and I blame it on Legends of Tomorrow all day long, but yeah. but eventually... You've got 23 episodes. You you can write your way out of that. It's okay that that happened. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little low uh, on it. Yeah, I love the, <laughs> a little yeah, let's play let's play Legends of Tomorrow cuz uh well, well, it was awkwardly shoehorned in. You have yeah. to admit that, you know, it's it's it had the feel of 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 um this is coming from HQ. I don't want to have to do this, but oh, hey, it's a barista. Oh, wait, what? Some dude uh-huh. is throwing her off a building so she'll sprout wings. Team Flash to the rescue. <laughs> like, it had a little bit of that feel. It, it wasn't um, It wasn't an organic introduction revolution. And, you know, like, one of the things I really enjoyed about how Barry was introduced to the Arrowverse was how low-key and subtle it was, where first he was just this really nerdy dude who lied about why he was there because he was trying to chase down um, a lead on his mom, and he wasn't super-powered, he was just somebody who gets along with everybody, everybody temperamentally. And then they mentioned the accident in, in, in like the 
the background and then they mention that felicity's been you know visiting him and all that and then you get cisco and caitlin in the season is it season two finale that they did that mm-hmm. yeah you get cisco and caitlin you get them introduced um I think two or three that they were in like two or three episodes of that season, you know, so they were building out that world kind of carefully. Um, we didn't really have the benefit of that with the legends of tomorrow crew. And it was kind of an awkward launch. And I do wonder like how many resources were diverted where you could have had people in the writer's room at, you know, for the flash saying, look, we really have to figure out what zoom's backstory is and build it in a way that makes sense. Is because, because, a lot of the way a lot of the way his stuff was revealed kind of felt like it was a very hasty solution to a long-standing problem. Um, and uh, I've been really vocal this season about how I, I feel like the Flash has a real woman problem. And they did nothing to fix that this year. Um, although they did fix Cisco. Like, that was the big thing that they did right this mm-hmm. year. Is some, somebody adopted Cisco. Yeah, and, they really did. Um, he was so annoying and grating in his early episodes. And now he's like, you know, he's lovable, right? And, yeah, yeah he's funny and yeah. humane and irreverent and he's he says he's he's he's, he's like a person <laughs> yeah, yeah he's like he's, a person now he's like he, he's like he's like the audience stand-in you'd like to think you were going to be mm-hmm. as opposed to the audience stand-in you probably would so be. maybe uh, that's maybe that's why they're dropping some characters so you know they can kind of tack on some of the the hairy stuff onto joe and some of the mm-hmm. jesse stuff maybe onto somebody else i don't know um, I would like Jesse to come back. It seems like yeah. maybe she won't. I mean, that that seemed like a pretty, I mean, thematically like a pretty final goodbye. Um, yeah. But but I don't know because I feel like there's more that they could do with her. I was even you know I was glad like the way they they like they clearly established that uh, she and Wally are buddies because they're like the young people, right? <laughs> the young people yeah. among the young people. Uh, and yeah. I was also I also appreciated it's like they are friends. They are not like a romantic uh, couple. Uh, they're allowed mm-hmm. to just be friends. Whereas I was like, oh, they're probably going to do that because that's like, that's what they, they do with characters. Right. And it's like, no, yeah. they're just buddies. Um, oh, I was so relieved yeah. <laughs> that they went the, they went the buddy route with that. That was nice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I see. I thought Jesse was a very interesting character because in her own way, she's just as prickly as Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, cause granted you get introduced to her and she's usually a screaming victim, but I think anybody would be a hot mess if they were being held captive by Zoom next to somebody who will not stop tapping on their glass cage and they're being randomly whisked around to terrorize somebody that they love. Like, we'd all be a hot mess. But once she begins to emerge as her own person, she takes being on a parallel Earth um, remarkably well. Mm-hmm. And she's smart and she figures out her issues with her dad. And then she figures out what she wants and very calmly informs her dad she's she's going to go back to her home because it's her home. And I just really liked, I really liked the careful character building they did with her as somebody who, when, you know, she's not being a damsel in distress, is actually somebody who wants very much to be in charge of her own life. Thank you very much. And uh, that was nice. Uh, mm-hmm. They did all the careful work with her that they did not put into Caitlin. Yep. <laughs> or, or or Iris. <laughs> yeah. Or Patty. Or oh, Kendra. Man, I, for, I, for, like, I or... like forgot about Patty. <laughs> Oh yeah, she just got completely uh, zeroed out. Yeah, wow. I, that, that was, was this so season, huh? Yeah, so. that was... <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, there was a lot of like plot, like arising pieces, and then it just she dropped. totally. Well, she was totally got pushed aside by the because her because she was only in it basically with the Legends of Tomorrow homework, right? And like yeah, because her arc kind of wrapped up around the same time that stuff did. Um, so she mm-hmm. was. A super extra victim to that to uh that stuff in the in the first that was back in fall right um so. yes yes where she was yeah. a doctor and a lawyer and she could fly was basically how they introduced her and um, don't forget that that's that that line is from home movies which the, is a cartoon that i don't know if the youngs have ever heard of but uh but you also but, remember now we have supergirl that also launched so that was another mm-hmm. another big thread that got laid out and spread res- resources thin Although they did a really great job with that launch as compared to Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, well, yeah. They did a great job with that one. <laughs> um, and I'm actually very excited about Supergirl coming to the WB. But this season was or frustrating the because... That's right, the CW. Right. The, again, the youngs know what it's called. I don't. <laughs> um, I know about I, the WB. I, so. <laughs> That's where I, I used to watch like... Star Trek Voyager. Good times. So. Hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
I I feel like this the season would have been better if they had actually um treated it kind of like three mini seasons or mm-hmm. even two where you had one arc that opened and closed over 12 episodes and then a second arc that opened and closed over 12 episodes like they could have redone the zoom story so that the first 12 episodes were we have to figure out how to beat this backbreaking guy who takes lots of lots of hostages and they do that and it's closed and then the second arch is something along the lines of it's the return of Zoom. And they're like, okay, we can't just keep beating him because he comes back. We have to find a, a permanent deterrent. And someone gets the bright idea, well, we have to know who Zoom is. And they start hunting down doppelgangers. And it's a detective mystery because they realize that the guy they think of as Jay Garrick is actually Hunter Zolomon. And the call is coming from inside the house. Like they could have broken it down that way and treated it like two distinct arcs. Um, and then... Because they did that with Barry's love life. Because again, you had the Patty arc, which is pretty self-contained, and then the dumb Iris thing happens. Um, <laughs> and um, but it's just, I think right now you have writers who are still trying to think in twenty-three episode grand sweeping arcs, and that it begins to sag and fray. And the pacing this season was just so weird. Like some episodes were action packed, and other ones honestly felt like like thumb twiddlers. Yeah, there. I mean, there were there were a lot of little pieces I liked. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the Earth 2 stuff. I thought it was really fun seeing uh, various doppelganger versions of people, especially because a lot of them show up as kind of nefarious villains. And that was yeah. fun. It was, you know, and, and like th- they did clever stuff with that where it wasn't just your, you know, doppelganger versions of your core cast, but like, hey, we're going to pull in, we're going to pull in Laurel from Arrow. And like they even pulled in Cisco's brother who like, I, you know, I, w- I never would have thought we were going to see him again, uh, let alone him and his doppelganger. Uh, so I, like I thought that stuff was fun and really great for a comic book show um but i was just i was disappointed with the 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 theme p- putting stuff to of how everything fit together and it's yeah it's weird it's like they it's, they dropped the ball in there somewhere and just the you know because even even if the s- story was a little weak it was also paced really mm-hmm. poorly right so it yeah. was there was stuff that didn't make sense and was rushed uh and that's that's not good it's like maybe you could have gotten away with one of those like you know like the the i maybe i would have been a lot more uh easygoing with this last episode if zoom has his thing where he's going to race barry because like yeah all of, all of the problems of the flash can be solved by running really fast mm-hmm. and friendship so like i'm okay with yes. that like that's 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 the world they live in <laughs> yeah um, if they yes. if they would stop but it was like, solving it was, stuff in, a, in, a, in an episode that that I it mean, was that and like the info dump and i was like ah what the, like you know i also, like I don't know, destroying the entire multiverse. Why? Why? Why do you care? Like, what did the multi? The multiverse yeah. didn't kill your mom, so you know. Um, no, it was. It was just. Um, I also really resent, and I think I said this in an earlier podcast. I really feel like the idea that I had a terrible thing happen to me as a child and it made me a terrible human being as an adult. I feel like that's a really toxic message to send. Yeah. Um, you know, because. What it does, and the reason it's toxic is because plenty of people do have bad crap happen to them on on a daily basis. And um, the other thing is, is it sends the message there's a right way and a wrong way to recover from trauma. And Barry is clearly clearly the right way, and Zolomon is the wrong way. And again, I feel like that's a really insidious uh, thing to to weave into your story that Mm -hmm. there are correct and approved ways to react when you lose your world. So I, I don't like Zolomon's story like that. I actually find villains a lot more interesting, a lot more plausible, and a lot more terrifying when they are just people who are, you know, like, they're like, I made a series of decisions, and I really don't care how they affect you, but I want mm-hmm. what I want. <laughs> I mean, Reverse Flash was it ended up being so much more interesting where he oh, was this yeah. guy who's obsessed with Flash, and then he's this guy who's basically stuck out of time uh and you know we even have that one episode in 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 this season where we basically it's chronologically the reverse flash's first appearance where he shows up and unfortunately gathers the information that he needs to then go about his plan and like close the time loop um but yeah that that's just it's so much more interesting and there and there uh, there are still with zoom unanswered questions with the reverse flash that are interesting like what yeah. did Barry what is his do? future right what is his future really like and and, and yeah yeah um yeah they i mean it's and it's hard i was i was a little suspicious when we found out that it was going to be zoom because uh 
you know, that those characters are so similar in the comics and that they're like the yeah. evil speedsters. Right. And, and it's hard. Cause it's like, what do you do for, um, what do you, do, what do you do for the flash? Who, who is his, his villain going to be since he's really fast? It's going to be somebody else who's really fast and mean. Right? Yeah. Cause, um, cause they, they have to beat him with the head game since they can't yeah. beat him with the physical game. Yeah. You know, and I always used to like on the, the justice, uh, uh, league cartoon. I always thought it was funny that like, you know, the, like the, the flash's main villain is like a purple gorilla. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, Gorilla is not known for their speed, but like Gorilla Grodd is actually that is actually kind of a, like a, a, a psychic gorilla with mind control. That's actually yeah. uh, an interesting foil. Um, yeah, he's probably got a great plan. He's 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 yeah. got a good mind. He's a planner. He's got a whiteboard and he's got stages and he's got a Gantt chart mm-hmm. and he is going to bring Gorilla City <laughs> to your town tomorrow. He is ready. <laughs> he has a team of chip project it's managers that are going to make this all come together. Um, <laughs> He's got Siamangs working in the QA department. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I think that I was probably I would, I would he watch spent the too, show too much time alone. That and yeah. so, you know, no one, no one was there to yeah. say, "Hey, you know, this isn't a good idea." Yeah, I would absolutely watch the show Gorilla Grodd, senior product manager. I would watch that in a heartbeat. I want a show now where that does happen, where every week it's basically like The Office, except it's all primates. Yeah, like. The CGI I, I, is very expensive. Uh, no, you make it animated. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you There's go. There's no reason why you can't make it animated at this point. And oh my God, it would be just because think about how trippy and funny it would be if Barry like ran out of his CW show and then ends up in another universe where he's animated. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're being be... awfully dimensional with our stuff right now. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and now I desperately want the universe. I desperately want the show where it's Gorilla Grodd, senior project manager. <laughs> Like you hire all those tiny little duck tamarins to to deliver documents, and they never deliver them. They just fling things. <laughs> I can just see him filing, and he just looks so tired and angry as he's filing. <laughs> like you have a pygmy marmoset that is the receptionist, but they're too tiny to pick up the phone. <laughs> this is what we're here for, people. This is what you tune in for. This is, this is that third rail. <laughs> There's a lot of rails on the Flash Flashcast. It's 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 all rails, and we're off them. So. I want I want this more than I want season two of Legends of Tomorrow. I just don't do. even start with that. I, you know that's just oh, good gosh. How do you put, mm-hmm. how do you how do you renew that? Just make it a one off. Leave it alone. I was well, at least the, the I was I thought they could renew it as long as they did something completely different. <laughs> like I thought that was yeah. the point is you could have your legends can be like any six DC characters that are you know available as intellectual property. Um, so like that seems more interesting to me is like get the, do the next six instead of you know returning returning stars. Um, yeah. I you Just know it was that we only got two Captain Cold episodes uh, this whole season mm-hmm. um, of the Flash because of Legends of Tomorrow. So I mean, now, it was, I know there, that you have complicated things about Captain Cold there, uh, Philip. So we're going to respect those. But. I mean, our overall amount of Captain Cold was higher this year, mm-hmm. but the quality of that yield, uh, I think, was diminished. So yes, yes, there's a there's an important lesson here about uh, tending crops and when, how much to harvest. So more, yeah. more golden glider, I say. She's yeah. great. So yeah. Oh, she's so great. I I will never not love that she's got a commercial driver's trucking driver's license and that she's not afraid to use it. Yeah, it's I, I think one of the most persistent disappointments is that for a show that does a really good job of showing um men who are not afraid to be emotionally honest and who are not afraid to talk about feelings with each other and who are not afraid to be vulnerable. Um I think the Flash does a really good job of providing alternate models of masculinity, so it's not all you know chest thump- chest thumping bro stuff. Um, I, I think that the Flash has that in common with Arrow, and they're both really good shows for that. This is why I find it inexplicable and disappointing that no one is paying attention to how they're depicting their women or what they're having them doing. Having mm-hmm. them do, I find that to be a huge disappointment with with the Flash, especially in season two. Um, I I. I think that um, Candace Patton did good work with what she had, especially with the plot lines with her mom and, and with Wally. Um, and I think that there are writer, there might be a writer who's trying to um, flesh her out so you get an idea of why Barry loves her, but they're still not there yet. Um, mm-hmm. I do not think we had a single conversation that would have passed the Bechdel test. I don't um, think so. 
No. And, uh... I mean, it, it, it doesn't help that almost all the conversations that everybody has are about Barry. Barry. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't um, help. But, you know, you had yeah. someone... You have Caitlin, who, you know, watched her fiancé get turned into a ball... Her, her husband, who watched her husband die, and, um who gets kidnapped by a lunatic on a regular basis, who runs into her evil doppelganger. And like, I, I don't recall there being a single scene where anybody, che- where anybody who was like female checked in with her and was like, Hey, I just want to know, you know, I'm here for coffee or, Hey, how are you doing? Instead, the one scene we get where Iris and Caitlin are hanging out together. It's where Caitlin gives an opportunity to like be Barry's wingman. And I thought, you know, Caitlin actually, Caitlin, Caitlin has a lot going on in her life, but you would not, you know, and granted the show is not called Killer Frost, but you know, you wouldn't know that from, from the way that they emphasize aspects of her character. Or we could have had scenes this year where Jesse Quick and Caitlin are nerding out over science together. And it turns out they're bouncing off ideas off each other and they're very excited to collaborate. We could have had something where they treated each other like professional peers. We did not get that either. We got we got nothing that treats the women in the flash like people who are there for anything other than, you know, the the, the purpose of making life easier for boys. And you know, the- um, it's disappointing. The whole thing where Caitlin was briefly kidnapped because Zoom kidnaps everybody at least once was particularly <laughs> kind of like disappointing and confusing because that went nowhere, right? I mean that didn't mm-hmm. that didn't actually form like become anything. Uh, she was kidnapped and had weird conversations as he would zip in and out of doing whatever errands he's doing, and then she let him he let her go and she was having those weird visions slash hallucinations. Uh, and then nothing ever came of that, right? Like that was just that was it. Um yeah. and it, it it that's it's just another part of Zoom that doesn't make any sense. But that was also kind of uh particularly unfortunate because like there were several episodes where like Caitlin was basically unavailable, right? All of her scenes were yeah. not her in the headquarters. They were just her talking to and I guess it was like we need we they realized that we need to have Zoom start talking to somebody and but it's so awkward the last couple episodes where where Zoom is like Clearly, I have not, no one understands what I'm doing. So I'm going to just like, going to talk about my plan to anybody, right? Like Joe's here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to him. I just stole Barry's speed force. Let me talk to you guys for a little bit as we hang out awkwardly in the lab while I hang out here and and talk to you guys as we're siphoning Barry's speed force. It's, it's, it's very weird. Um, and and not good. (laughs) So. (sighs) Just, it's, there's still a lot of warm fuzzies in the show, but it's becoming more problematic for me, you know. So if we move, if we're moving on to the hopes and dreams of season three, you know, then then one of my hopes and dreams is that someone on the writer's staff finally remembers that you know the female characters are technically people too, and begins writing for them that way. Because um, that can't one be season- true. <laughs> That's brilliant timing, though. <laughs> Because, like, one season you're like, okay, fine, they're getting on their feet. And we have Arrow, which has a plethora of strong women who do all sorts of interesting things. And then you have this season of Arrow plus this season of The Flash. And you're just like, what is in the water over there? Did, did like, the three writers who knew how to write women, did they all go to Supergirl? Is that what happened? <laughs> uh, yes, I would say that. Because I would almost, I'm, I will save this for another show that's coming up. But they uh-huh. did do that in Supergirl. And they kind of, if there's a Bechdel test for men, they did it mm-hmm. to um, uh, Kara's uh, buddy, the uh, the assistant. Oh, the others. oh, we call him Boy Iris when yeah. Phil because Phil and I are still watching the show, and um, we couldn't be bothered to learn his name because he's basically like season one Cisco, like somebody in that organization in in the Bernalanti verse really likes writing a certain type of nerdly dude. However, and, uh, so I don't and get Phil killed. and I just. I don't uh-huh. get killed. Uh, he, they end up dealing with him far better in the season, and he actually turned out to be a person, not like this genderless yeah. uh, tool. Oh, boy. But he's still Boy Iris. Like, at least once an episode fills all, shut up, Boy Iris. <laughs> <clears throat> Which is one of my favorite things about watching Supergirl <laughs> with him. But, uh... But I digress. <laughs> it was... It was uh, there were some very strong moments. I think that... Um, um Jesse Martin, Jesse L. Martin put in some extraordinary work this year. Um MVP. Joe had 
Yeah, he had some ex- he had some amazing plot lines when you think about it because this is a guy whose uh, estranged wife shows up to lay the guilt the trip that she's dying. He finds out he has uh-huh. a son he hasn't known about. His other son goes off the rails. Um, you know, there's a killer in town who keeps trying to break his son's back. Um, you know, he had a really complicated and and this is after he's also dealing with the death of his partner. And he like rises to the occasion. He basically is like the dad to everybody. Like it's it's it was a great character. There was a lot of development there. He did a great job with it. Tom Cavanaugh did great work this season as well. Um, you know, so so it was kind of frustrating to have these really nice elements um, stand I, out in a yeah. an erratic season. I probably I, I didn't mention it. In my recap it probably deserves being mentioned now. Like the the Joe scene where Joe basically gives a speech at. Uh, Henry Allen's funeral that Barry can't mm-hmm. give like that was a yeah. pretty you know pretty solid Joe moment uh, and a, a great moment yeah. in this episode that kind of gets lost in all the other the, like the noise oh god uh, like when he steps in because he knows that Barry can't do it it's just yeah. it's it's that's when that's when he you're like yeah Joe is really his dad you know they like just need to dads. split this into into two parts or three parts mm-hmm. of storyline and it would have been a great way to finish out the season yeah yeah they needed a plan. They needed better timing, <laughs> you know, which is rough. I don't know. I mean, I still, I like the show. I was disappointed yeah. in this season compared to last season. Uh, I'm not like going to give up on the show or anything like that, but I, uh, I would like it to be, I don't know. And I, I do have high hopes based on what they mm-hmm. have set up for the next season, that they could do yeah. some really fun, exciting stuff with, uh, with the Flashpoint Paradox. So is now when we move into our hopes for season three? Sure. Yeah. So you have high hopes. I have um, high hopes. I would what what I would like is I would like that the 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 paradox that he has created where Barry is going to wake up and not be the Flash. I would mm-hmm. like for that to take a long time to resolve. I would like for like a deep exploration of the world where, without the Flash. I want to know what mm-hmm. like the lives of all the different characters we know are like, and how whose whose life is better or different or or worse, and and how that fits together and who doesn't know who. Um, and I don't want them to just res- resolve that in like an episode or two. Like that, that would be really neat. And uh, I think that would also be kind of gutsy. Um, and maybe they're more. Maybe that's more than they're willing to do in a show that you know has an overarching plot thread, but also it can be pretty episodic, right? Um, so that, that's I, I my would, big hope. I, I, Tony, I would love the same thing, and I would even accept like let's say six episodes. I mean, that's stretching mm-hmm. it. And I'll accept yeah. having um, even Barry crying out to the Speed Force, help me, and a MacGuffin Speed Force giving him back his powers. And we, we, we then kick off the rest of the season. I'll accept it. I think part of the complication that they've written themselves into a corner on is you now have at least two other shows that are dependent on the the flesh as it were because mm-hmm. you have a shared universe which includes both legends of tomorrow and arrow and all the legends of tomorrow can do the well we we, we we waved our hands in time um i'm they have to find a way to write a season three with this flashpoint paradox that doesn't immediately throw everything in arrow into into weirdness so what I am wondering is if they're going to use Legends of Tomorrow and time travel intervention. Oh no! As a way to try and prevent Barry from doing this, or like season two starts and or they someone's like, him. "Oh no!" Or they're like, season two starts and something goes funny, and Gideon's like, "Gideon's like, well, it turns out that this event which had to happen, Nora Allen is still alive. Everything's being thrown into into chaos, and then they have to go." prevent that somehow uh there'd be no um, gideon and maybe that helps re- <laughs> oh there's no gideon anymore well there wouldn't be because doesn't yeah. barry allen technically exactly create gideon? Isn't that, or, yeah so uh, somebody somebody says that right or gideon says that even gideon uh, says the gideon that in well the gideon in flash says that yes but not the gideon in legends of tomorrow right that's true they are different right they're different gideon, they, it's confusing because they have the same name and they have, they have the different same voice, voice actors. I think they like, actually have uh, different voices. Yeah, they have well, the same name. Well, it's Siri. I think it's, a, it's the British Siri. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's, so, let's, I, let's no, be I, th- I seriously think, I seriously feel like British Siri is, is going to be like, like, if they need to write a way out of it, British Siri is like, okay, the timeline's now bollocks because of something that happened 15 years ago. You guys need to go fix this. And maybe that's how they do like a hard reboot of both Legends of Tomorrow as a series mm-hmm. and the and, and the Flashpoint thing. 
And mm-hmm. maybe the idea is that season three, they're like, Barry, you can't be trusted. You have to be put under supervision or something. Because when you think about it, what Barry did at the end of season two is he basically said, I really don't care what happens to everyone else in the universe. My mom gets to live. I can't imagine the Speed Force is too happy about that. I can't imagine Time Masters are too happy about that. Um, it'd be kind of interesting if Barry turned out to be the biggest problem in season three. Like he's, you know, everyone's like, Barry Allen, you're a problem we have to solve. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has to work the- through it. The other big thing for for people who are not uh, comics readers, so in the comics, Flashpoint is the Flashpoint paradox is this thing that happens, and the idea is like you know eventually things get sorted out, um, but part of the idea is that they don't get sorted out quite right, and you can never yeah. completely fix time, and so that's like a major reboot point in the DC comics continuity, um, is that like things are back, but they're not quite back right and back the same. And so they have kind of new versions of a lot of heroes and things like that. Yeah. I feel like that is much less likely to happen with the with TV, right? Like with TV, it's like, nope, this is not a huge, you know, multi-decade media empire that we're building here. We're, we're going we're gonna to reset it back the way it is, right? It's not going to be like yeah. where, you know, like, nope, we've changed stuff and Arrow's affected. And even though you fix the timeline, now Arrow has a funny hat and no one talks about it because he's always had that funny hat. Um, <laughs> Although what would actually be kind of funny is if they did do the thing where we fix the timeline, but there are still things that are slightly out of place and we find out Caitlin's been replaced by Killer Frost. <laughs> Yep. And Barry's like the only one who's like, no, <laughs> well, because we've already had we've already had one tiny example of that with um, Hartley Rathaway. Yeah, yeah, Hartley Rathaway. So what's to say that other people that or Barry fixes it, but then Iris just doesn't have the hearts in her eyes for him anymore. And that was the cost. Like, There's always like a cost and that's the cost of it. You know, maybe it was something like that. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. So, because there's going to be like the, the there's always consequences. Like this show always trades in consequences. Nobody gets off scot free. But um, no, I my my hope is that season three, um, Barry deals with the damage he's done, and he takes more and and um, he takes more of a leadership role, especially with Wally. Like they spent a lot of time developing Wally and pulling him in. So my hope is that we see more of Wally um, stepping up in season four. I mean season three. Um, I would like it if we had a woman join either as like a scientist or as a metahuman who also wants to help out in some capacity. And maybe, maybe just maybe we get our Bechdel test pass. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'd like to see Barry be more of scientist and nerd Barry. Cause I feel like we haven't seen a whole lot of that. If, uh, you know, maybe they, 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 he gets, uh, he, things are reset. He doesn't have his powers and it's just a police procedural for, uh, like 10 episodes. It's just him working, working, doing paperwork on his lab stuff and, you know, solving <laughs> crimes. Everyone's like, can we go back to the planet of the gorilla project managers, please? <laughs> yeah. No, get off that rail. I would like 20 minutes of police procedural of Barry. I, I like the, the little montage where Barry had to like wait in line for his coffee and stuff when he didn't have his speed force for, you know. Like oh, a 20 episode of Quincy and me. So great. Yeah. yeah. So sad and so great. <laughs> All right. So we've gone through. Um, this is exhaustive. And we have been talking for an hour now, which is frankly a long, long time for us to talk about this show. This is not so much a flash cast anymore. I feel like we're edging into actual podcast territory. Yeah. So to wrap up, um, we are going to be recording uh, another episode towards the end of June. Our assigned watching, as it were, is the movie Flashpoint. I think the full title is The Flashpoint Paradox. I think. Okay, thank you. All right. So uh, well, I'm going to Google that. You, I, I hope I'm right. So I'm going to Google that right now just to make Yeah. I'm going to Google that right now just to make sure that Tony I think it's is one right. of those weird things where the comic oh, is yeah, Flashpoint yeah. but the movie is Flashpoint. It's it might even yes. sometimes be called the it's Justice called League. It's called Justice League colon The Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, of course, of course it has punctuation in the title. Yes. It has to. Yes, yeah, so it's Justice League colon The Flashpoint Paradox. It's a movie. Um, it is available for streaming from Netflix, from uh, iTunes Music Store, and from Apple. Uh, not Apple, from Amazon streaming video. So those are three ways you can obtain it legally. We will tweet from our accounts to let you know um, a couple weeks in advance so you can find the movie, watch it, and chat along with us. We'll also let you know through the Incomparable Facebook page and on our show page as well. So um, join oh, us again. Towards, now listen to towards, this. Think, huh. of, think about this. If they became, mm-hmm. these listeners became members, they uh-huh. might even hear it before it's released. Think about that. <gasps> oh, wow. you're right. You're right. You're right. Because yeah. when you are a member, you do get some perks. Um, 
Yep, we're really so, excited about the incomparable membership. We've done like yeah. uh, many, many episodes of the Flashcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we did them because we enjoy doing them and we like yeah. talking about this stuff. Uh-huh. But if you feel like you enjoy listening and would basically like to do the equivalent of like, I don't know, buying a cup of coffee for us, I think I like coffee. I don't know how you guys feel about coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm for it. it. Yeah, pro coffee. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So please, please consider uh, incomparable membership, and uh, please follow along with us this summer. We are going to have a summer of flash theme viewing with one flashcast per month. And uh, I also want to thank everybody who has taken the time to uh, listen along to this. I have loved hearing from you guys over tweet, over email, Facebook. Uh, all the other venues. I love knowing that you guys are out there listening and watching along with us, and we have someone to talk about the show with. You know, and I, I want to, while we're doing thank yous, I might as well do it because I've been kind of trying to figure out how to do this. Because when I did a GoFundMe, and I had a quite a few Flash Army people donate a lot, and it, I didn't have have a way to really express it besides you know just usual little email here and there but i thought i'd say to everybody who helped you helped my family out immensely so thank you now tony are you gonna say thank you to something uh i I don't i guess i don't have anything to thank so uh goodbye nerds (laughs) okay goodbye nerds we'll see you later all right i was lisa schmeiser and with me as always were uh film is life and tony sindola good night good night